This is CPX number 100, the Eighth Commandment. This is the Catechism of Pope St. Pius X, CPX, page 126 to 128. Question and answer number 1 through 15. In omipatris affidit spiritu santi, amen. Heavenly King, Consoler Spirit, Spirit of Truth, who art present everywhere in filling all things, treasure of all good and source of all life, come dwell in us, cleanse us and save us, you who are all good, amen. In omipatris affidit spiritu santi, amen. God give you his peace. Number one, what does the eighth commandment, thou shall not bear false witness, forbid? Answer the eighth commandment, Thou shalt not bear false witness forbids false testimony in a court of justice, and it also forbids backbiting, detraction, calumny, adulation, rash judgment, and rash suspicion, and every sort of lying. Number two, what is detraction or backbiting? Answer, detraction or backbiting is a sin which constitutes in making known another's sins and defects without sufficient reason. What is calumny? Answer, calumny is a sin which consists in maliciously attributing to another faults and defects which he did not possess. Number four, what is adulation? Adulation is a sin which consists in deceiving another by falsely praising him or others for the purpose of profiting thereby. Number five, what is rash judgment or rash suspicion? Answer, rash judgment or rash suspicion is a sin which consists in judging or suspecting evil of others without sufficient foundation. Number six, what is a lie? Answer, a lie is a sin which consists in asserting as true or false by word or act that which one does not believe to be really the case. Number seven, how many kinds of lies are there? Answer, there are three kinds, the jocose lie, the officious lie, and the malicious lie. Number eight, what is a jocose lie? Answer, a jocose lie is that which is told in jest and without any injury to anyone. Number nine, what is an officious lie? Answer, an officious lie is a false statement to benefit oneself or another without injuring anyone else. Number 10, what is a malicious lie? Answer, a malicious lie is a false statement made to the injury of another. Number 11. Is it ever lawful to tell a lie? Answer. It is never lawful to tell a lie, neither in joke, nor for one's own benefit, nor for the benefit of another, because a lie is always bad in itself. Number 12. What kind of sin is a lie? Answer. A lie when jocose or officious is a venial sin, but when malicious, it is a mortal sin if the harm done is grave. Number 13. Is it always necessary to say all one's mind? Answer. It is not always necessary, especially when he who questions you has no right to know what he demands. Number 14. Is it enough for him who has sinned against the Eighth Commandment to confess the sin? Answer. It is not enough for him who has sinned against the Eighth Commandment to confess the sin. He is also obliged to retract whatever he said when calumniating another and to repair, as far as he can, the harm he has done. Number 15. What does the Eighth Commandment command us to do? Answer. The Eighth Commandment commands us to speak the truth at the proper time and place and as far as we can, to put a good interpretation upon the actions of our neighbor. Thus are the words of the Holy Pope. Okay, so first today, let's start with Pope St. Pius X's definition of a lie. He wrote, A lie is a sin which consists in asserting as true or false, by word or act, 
that which one does not believe to be really the case. Now that brings up a problem. Now what if you say something false of someone but you actually think it's true? Do you get a pass for that? Is that not a sin? Well, first of all, we're going to see that is the sin of detraction, if it were true. But secondly, and maybe prior to that, we have to remember that the Catholic Church teaches that the level of sin imputed to the person is only reduced by invincible ignorance, not vincible ignorance. What do I mean by that? Well, invincible ignorance is the ignorance in moral theology where the person had no ability to find out the truth. Vincible ignorance is when a person chose not to find out the truth, and in this case, chose to lie about someone anyway. So in this way, we could expand the definition of the Pope to the definition of lying by the Pope to be speaking of another by something you didn't believe in the first place or not finding out the truth and thinking your laziness will be reason for God to overlook your gossip. We're going to talk a little bit later about the difference between detraction and calumny later. Those are the more serious sins about lying about someone or telling the truth in a way that is not right. But let's go from small sins on lying to big sins on lying. Now, we're going to talk about lying about other people. Why are we not going to talk about lying about God? Because in some sense, the sins of apostasy and heresy, which we already covered, in some sense, those are sins about lying against God. But we've already covered those on previous CPXs. So we're going to talk specifically about lying about other human beings or other situations. I first read the Catechism of Pope St. Pius X about three years ago, and I was surprised to see that a jocose lie or a joking lie is a venial sin. As we read in number eight today, a jocose lie is that which is told in jest and without injury to anyone. So that might be like saying, hey, I won the lottery to your mom, and then saying, just kidding, a few minutes later or a few hours later. Now, amazingly, the church holds this as a venial sin. Um, did I like that when I read it? No, because I have fun with these, these jocose lies. But here's the thing, I stopped doing it anyway. And that's one of the things where we submit our minds to the church, even if we don't like it, even if we disagree. That's what we do as Catholics. We don't come up with reasons or go find our favorite theologian to tell us that the old school rules don't apply anymore. This is an example where I had to repent and change not a huge part of my life, but a little part of my life, because this is what the church teaches. I certainly didn't like what I read, that jocose lies or venial sins, because we all have fun with those. Um, But I stopped doing it when I read it was a venial sin. Now, why is a jocose lie a venial sin? Well, I'm not exactly sure why, but I think it's because we are always surrounded by Christ who is truth, and anything that we speak against the truth is wrong. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that we have to speak every truth we know at every moment. As the Pope said in number 13, it isn't always necessary to speak all of one's mind, especially when he who questions you has no right to know what he demands. So, we can never lie, even as a joke, But we never have to lay all our cards on the table if someone who's asking us questions has no right to that. The other thing about jocose lies, I think they also harm our credibility in front of adults, but especially children. I recently watched a YouTube video of a guy who joked with his daughter at the Grand Canyon about falling off the rim, and while playing that joke on her, he plummeted to his death. I'm not saying that plummet was a punishment from God. I just mean it's not funny to lie to your kids. Okay, let's talk about lies that are mortal sins. Usually the root of a lie that's a mortal sin, a malicious sin about another person, is rash judgment. What is rash judgment? We heard the answer to that in number five. Quote, rash judgment or rash suspicion is a sin which consists in judging or suspecting evil of others 
without sufficient foundation, end quote. Notice, without sufficient foundation. And by the way, the internet is not sufficient foundation for others' facts or facts about others. We're going to talk about that later. Because see, rash judgment frequently leads to malicious lies. Malicious lies were defined today as a false statement made to the injury of another. And the Pope even wrote that these are mortal sins if the harm done is grave. So what's an example of grave harm? Well, obviously, one example of grave harm that comes from malicious lies is ruining someone's reputation. That is, even ruining their reputation for just one single other person. Calumny is speaking a harmful lie about someone. Detraction is speaking a harmful truth about someone. Let me say that again. Calumny is speaking a harmful lie about someone. Detraction is speaking a harmful truth about someone. Calumny is a sin 100% of the time. Detraction is a sin 99% of the time. Everyone always wants to know the 1%, so when are the only times detraction, that is, speaking a negative truth of someone, is not a sin? Our Lord answers that in Matthew 18. He says, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. End quote. So notice here, you have to be absolutely sure he sinned. The Jews had a rule of two or three or four people always had to be able to uh, corroborate the facts. One person making an accusation held no weight in Jewish law. So you have to be absolutely sure he sinned, and that includes a couple other people who saw this. Secondly, you have to go to that person, the sinner, quote-unquote sinner, before you go to anybody else. This gives him a chance to repent or correct you. And then only then do you bring it to others. And even then, as we've discussed on previous CPXs, only then um, can you speak of another's real sin, not just a suspected sin. And a real sin you can only speak of when safety or salvation are involved. So again, physical safety or immortal salvation. Safety of your body or others' bodies, especially children. Or salvation, eternal salvation, matters of uh, faith and morals. But remember, we're all masters of our own deceit. We can all trick ourselves and say, well, I had to go ask prayers for this person or something like that. Well, again, remember, calumny is speaking a harmful lie about someone. Detraction is speaking a harmful truth of someone, regardless of your pretext of prayer or helping them. Again, unless safety is really involved. What if you're not sure? What if you're not sure this person sinned? Well, most people today, they err on the side of talking about it. They say, well, God would want me to do this. God would want me to talk about this for this person's salvation. But here's the thing. If that is your default, realize that if you're wrong, remember what Pope St. Pius X wrote in the second to last one today, number 14. Question, is it enough for him who has sinned against the Eighth Commandment to confess the sin? Answer, it is not enough for him who has sinned against the Eighth Commandment to confess the sin. He is also obliged to retract whatever he said when calumniating another and to repair it as far as he can the harm he has done. So here's the thing. No one will get a pass, quote-unquote pass, at the final judgment for repeating a lie just because they didn't know it was a lie. Even your statements, even your repeated statements, just repeating what others say, these will be measured against objective truth at the general judgment. So for example, if you're on Twitter and you see someone post, say, a blog of a false accusation against someone, but you don't know it's false and you don't go to find out anyway and you just retweet it, 
Do you get, a, do you get an excuse for that at your particular judgment? No. Many people that think that that sin of lying falls on the head of the person who wrote the first post. That's true. But it also falls on your head entirely, completely, if you repeat a false accusation. You see, you won't have time at your particular judgment to explain to God you thought what, well, what you see is true at the moment of your particular judgment. You won't have a chance to say, well, I didn't know it was a lie. It came from a trusted source. You're not going to get to make excuses. You will just see that you repeated a lie against someone as you fall into hell. You will literally go to hell for repeating a lie against another, even if it was as simple as hitting the retweet button on Twitter. Do you see why social media is so dangerous? Many Catholics have no idea the truth of the stories they repeat about people. So you should know you will answer not only for every rumor you start, but every rumor you repeat. Not just the true ones that shouldn't be shared, but especially the false ones. And there's a lot of false ones out there. This is church teaching, not mine. So I very much fear many Catholics on social media are losing their souls, literally losing their souls for repeating these lies. And also I very much examine my conscience on everything I put out because I know every news story on someone that I repeat, even if I didn't write it, I will answer to God for its original veracity. So do you see why the saints didn't talk about people unless physical safety or eternal salvation were at stake? And even then, they went to the sinner first, not the town. In fact, even non-Christians recognize that big minds discuss ideas, whereas little minds discuss people. Big minds discuss ideas, little minds discuss people. Our Lord said we will answer for every unnecessary word. And that also means every superfluous tweet or blog post too. Not to mention the mortal sin of lying of someone, and in this case, you will lose your soul unless you make public reparation. Please say an Our Father for me at Benedictio Dei Omnipotentis, Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti, descended super vos et mani et semper. Amen. <laughs>